Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the final episode of the Reverse Sweep. Um, I'm joined alongside Aix, Parasite, and Enable. We just had the Call of Duty World Championship. It was an amazing event. I had so much fun. I was actually there. I think all of us were there except for you, Pat, if I'm not mistaken. I saw you, Chris. Yeah, I was Ian, not in attendance. You. I was the there. I was way. definitely there. Pat knew that if he went, he'd just get roasted because Toronto <laughs> lost. That's the only reason he didn't show up, right? 100%. No one in my 12-year playing career roasted me once. Why would I be worried about that? I no one, wait, what? No I one's see, roasted you? The scene has gone soft. You think no, I'm worried about Pat, getting roasted? Pat only does verified only on Twitter, so he just doesn't see it. Oh, yeah. I don't, that, that, that's his, that's his NPCs, gimmick. bro. NPCs. Obviously, boys, LA Thieves won the Call of Duty World Championship. First team in the entire year to go back-to-back. Um, I think I think all of us were pretty much on the same page on who the top four were going to be in the tournament. Um, but I think all of us actually had a different winner, if I'm not mistaken, right? Like, I'm pretty sure that, Ian, you obviously picked Thieves. I picked uh, FaZe. Pat, you picked Toronto. And then, Chris, I'm pretty sure you picked New York. I think I and... picked New York, yeah. Hey, yeah all these teams were really at, least one of us, at least one of us got it right, you know? One for four in that bad. Yeah, but you were just being biased. No, I mean, he had, a, he had a good reason to say LA Thieves, Chris. You know history, I mean? wait, history repeats itself. No lie. Just yeah, I don't know. It. Ian also <laughs> said that Envoy didn't work in five or in four v four. Yeah, hold on, we got we got to call that out. Enable, enable called for Envoy to be that. dropped mid season. We gotta we gotta acknowledge. Never that. said that. Never said that. <laughs> we, got, we gotta hold people accountable. He got you in four K, bro. I may have picked Toronto, but Ian called for Envoy to get dropped. Since it's the last episode of the year, I'll break I'll break this down. I never said that. That was the COD Reddit idiots that were going with it. What happened was here's the context. People were calling for Kenny to be dropped because he was getting smoked on the sub when he switched. And all I said was, Kenny has been getting fried. He's been some ass. But the stigma around Envoy, which majority of the COD Reddit people said, because they're Optic fans, when he was on Optic last year, that Envoy isn't a good 44 player. So I brought that up for dialogue. Listen, I, aside, and then, and, and then sure hold on, it wasn't your opinion. own opinion. No. Nope, nope. And then I specifically said, in my opinion at that time, I thought Envoy was the best player on the team. Listen, okay, before well, you backpedal to the fucking, out of the house. The tapes are um, there. The tapes I will, are I will there. say, though, something I noticed, at least in the last few months, um, and we obviously don't know this because we're not in the 100 Thieves camp, but it did seem like Envoy's playstyle changed a little bit. It did. Um, to, no, it to did. Me, he, wasn't, he wasn't being like as rogue and just making <laughs> random solo plays, um, which I think is a credit to their teamwork as a whole. But, um, yeah, I mean, you, you know what's say, funny, Pat? You did say drop on voice, though. So. You, you, know, you know what's funny? You know what's funny? Um, I was actually, I was talking to Cap about it, and he said that, like, Shane and, and him were really working with Envoy on the, directly what you just said. Like, Envoy is a great player, but you know how it is in 5v5. You can have that player that's constantly on the just map. going rogue, you know? You're basically in your own world. And, uh, and... Envoy fucking put his head down and like he listened to what they were saying and he he was more disciplined as a player for sure and it showed so no I wasn't wrong in fact I was right I said Kenny should have been on a sub you know I, I do bro, it all everyone in the all. world, is in the world except, is saying except for anyone like that signed to 100 thieves <laughs> thought Kenny should be on a sub no bullshit everybody <laughs> And and I found a Twitter thread from last year in Cold War where Cap was going on like a Twitter rant defending Ken on AR. I remember like, that. I do remember that. Bro, it's like, come on. There was just no sense in that. Kenny, I think, owes his entire roster Everybody. reparations for the last couple of years. That champ He had Temp on a sub. He had Temp I mean, on I, a sub. I mean, we gotta we gotta we gotta show love though. Ken was 
on one because it wasn't pretty in the beginning when he was on the sub. It took yeah. him a little time to get comfortable, but bro, he looked like World War II Kenny all over I, again. I, I want to ask you guys this because I this is something I've really thought about, and I knew I was going to bring this up because I was watching the finals back from our room. It was me, Capital, and uh, Zed. We're just watching the hotel because we got we were like up late or whatever, but we were watching them give out the MVP and they gave it to Kem. And obviously, I think Kenny. I think Kenny is the best player on LA Thieves, and I do think he is the most impactful player. If I was to pick one guy on the team, but um, mm-hmm. I don't understand like the terminology behind the MVP, and I feel like they change it every year. Like last year. I thought it was a BZ won it because he was the MVP of the final. And then I thought that this year it was going to be the MVP of the final as well. But they said the postseason MVP, which is like, to me, like, I didn't understand the terminology behind that. And it looked post-season like everyone was just shocked. means champs, like only yeah. for, the, like for the entire event. And Kenny played the best the entire event. He didn't play the best in the finals, but he played the best the entire yeah, event. I, 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 I was actually else. curious about this because a lot of people were saying like Envoy robbed, but, but I uh, went and added up the stats. Uh, and I I thought Ken did play statistically the best throughout the whole tournament. Oh, he did. And the, he did. And the big the big thing was that series against FaZe. I think that's the that was the turning point series for them to lock in grand finals. And he actually fried in that series where no one else on his team really played like that. I mean, they played average, right? But they he he actually yeah the fried winner the winners bracket finals. Ken literally he did everything. Yeah, yeah, he, he did everything. Draza, I mean, Draza's... Envoy definitely was probably the the MVP of the finals. If there was that, uh, I mean, the whole team played good. Like you have, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the whole team had their moments where they all took over. But I think Kenny, we'd all agree. Not only did he play great statistically, he's going to be the most impactful player uh, on that team with his role. Yeah, like, I, I just, like, oh I my god, have you guys here. seen this? Yeah, my shit just fell. Let me just take it off real quick. Go ahead. Like I have, piece I have of shit. Here, I wanted to bring it up. This is the final stats, Chris, because you were you were saying Draza. Envoy yeah. went 136 kills and 128 deaths in the finals. His next closest teammate was Draza at 118. So he had Envoy, we're talking about, had 18 more kills on a sub and 14 more deaths and a thousand something more damage. Yeah, he was like most yeah. damage. Yeah, I mean, Envoy, Envoy, no, Envoy, no, Envoy doesn't run a sub. No, Raza, no I'm saying Envoy. Envoy yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. Envoy was more. definitely the finals MVP if we yeah, were going that finals. route. Without a doubt. I was just more so saying that, like, if I were talking about the entire event, I think Draza was a close second to Kenny. Draza had a 1.6 going into Sunday in Search and Destroy, and he ended with, like, a 1.5, 1.4, high 1.4. He was second in KD. The only guy ahead of him was a person that basically played, like, one match. Like, this guy but literally... That's, that's tough, though. They only played three SNDs. That, that's why the KD conversation is always hard. LA Thieves, when they, when they, to make it to Sunday, they only played three searches. Like, yeah, yeah, I know. That, that's the why the KDs they, you know, are always weird now because the yeah. brackets are so small that the sample size is so much smaller. That's why when we were talking about like Cell, yeah, yeah. granted, Cell had a hell of a tournament. Like his KD is so high, but like the 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 sample size is just so much smaller yeah. than it used they to be. They don't have like pool play. Yeah, you, know, not, you don't have pool, pool play. play yeah, and we rounds, had yeah. and we had a sixteen team bracket, not a eighteen bracket. Either way, I think I think over the course of six seven maps, like S and D maps, like holding a one point five at champs is fucking nuts. Which is, I mean, like we talked about their S and D being like I feel like the main reason these guys literally started becoming a force, being able to win events, and like if you have a teammate who's dropping literally a 1.5 like on average and in this s and is like this guy's literally guaranteeing you a map too which is like what they were doing they were winning like 3-0 like <laughs> you, you had a guy literally winning you map two by himself basically is what it's it also like. like 
It's also I like wouldn't say by himself. Well, you know what I mean, but like oh, his KD geez. was just his KD was just absurd in the game mode. Draza has this like I think a lot of people don't like Draza on the internet. It seems right, which I, I take that with a grain of salt, to be honest with you. But like you and I both know Zach very well, Chris, and I talk to him a lot, and I know that you. You really like were there with him since the very beginning when he was competing in Challenger, so you have a lot more history, and you actually, I think, teamed with him too, but he has this undeniable confidence about himself, and some people mistake it for being arrogant, but he does have, believe me, like he, I know that he has his own accountability, and I know that he demands the best out of himself, but he's also not delusional, and I think that they, there's this like certain energy that he brings to a team that kind of elevates all the guys around him, like even Sam as well. The way he's been communicating with his team over the last two tournaments, his comms have been some of the best comms I've ever heard in Call of Duty. So if you got him calming the way that he's calming, you got Zach just hyping up the team all the time, dropping like a 1.05 throughout the entire tournament on a flex, just constantly filling lanes and getting aggressive, winning your fights and getting everybody hyped up. That's the energy that you need, right? Like that's the energy yeah. you need if you're going to win that entire tournament. And obviously like I've never done it yet, but... Chris, you've done it before, and, and I think half of the battle is obviously the the preparation and the skill and having the right group of guys, but then the other half of it is like, let me show up on game day and take what's mine, and I don't think every competitor has that not only mentality, but I also think a lot of teams don't have that exact dynamic as well. I think some teams do. I think teams like Seattle do, obviously FaZe, the top three that were there, uh, even New York, right? But I don't think yeah. some teams have that same confidence in not only themselves but each other, and I do think that's important to know. I, I think I think I think we're in an era where like a lot of people kind of like mistake that whole like confidence and that like almost like that arrogance for like a like a bad thing. If we we go back to the to the beginning of time, right, the beginning of Call of Duty, a lot of the great players at the time that were you know winning world championships and and dominant at certain points in the in time were those players. Look at Pat. Pat Pat was cocky as fuck. That's so what I was going to say, Chris. Killa, I was going to say, right? Draws is like the personality of Pat. Well, not Pat. I think, I think like, like he's problem, got that natural. Oh, he's just pride. It's, it's, up. it's just the pride, bro. Right. It's pride. Draza has the personality of when he's on your team, you absolutely love having that type of player. But if you're playing against him, you absolutely despise him. Like That's how Pat was his whole career. You know what I mean? But it's like if you if you have that type of personality naturally – it could really be in your advantage to go all out and use it. And as get long as you can back heads. it up, as long as you can yeah. back it up, then it doesn't matter. And another thing is, there's there's different ways. Uh, there's different like ways that a lot of these players exude that like confidence factor. Like, for example, like you might have the the outspoken players like Pat, myself, draws like like that type of era of player. And then like you also have you know the calm, cool, and collected, but like confident players like Sid, for example, formal. Like all those players that like you just know like they just put on this face where you know they're like they're gonna come into that match yeah like, like they're locked hell, in like, they're cold blooded locked yeah. in pred like yeah like all those players I don't think that uh, for people that hate on draws I mean I get it you know if you're a fan of certain teams but like bro I would much rather have these kind of storylines than none at all you better be grateful that some of these people still have the balls and the personality to come out and and do stuff like that because if not we'd be some cookie cutter ass fucking esport gg seat go next like boring as hell i like, think i think a big thing chris and, and you you kind of alluded to it is is the pride aspect i think it's hard nowadays when everyone's making the amount of money they're making guaranteed right like that the the same level of pride and like um and money i mean back then we were that's all we were playing for like it was two things it was pride and it was money and that was it and i think yeah. like 
I, I think nowadays when everyone's getting, you know, very, you know, lucrative guaranteed contracts, the money thing is not as important anymore, right? Like lifestyle isn't going to change if you win or lose a major. And, and to the pride thing, like if you look at how many like less tournaments there are and the fact that like we go year to year um, where you have a different team winning a major, like I, I think that pride element falls down a little bit. But to your point, I think you're right. I think it's something that has to be had in our esport for our esport to be as successful as it can be. Yeah, and one last thing about the whole Draza situation, because there were some, like, if we're going to go into specifics, the drama going on between him and Simp and the tweet that sparked that, you know, that night of just <laughs> craziness, uh, to say the least. Draws and Simp and FaZe Camp like have had points in the season where there was beef. There was a lot of like shit talk that you might not have seen on the timeline. I know for a fact because Draws told me. There was, for example, a scenario where let's like FaZe was basically calling out like Draws for snaking when they have Selium on their team, who obviously does that. And like the snaking argument's already stupid in hell, but like it's just like there was just beef. There's just prior beef. So like he went and dug for that tweet. That simp was saying he was shitting on them and he fired back. And like, granted, you got to show respect to simp and stuff like that. At the same time, just because simp has so much reputation and so much, uh, so many accomplishments doesn't just give him the right to, to fire, fire at people and not have them, you know, fire back in, you know, I don't know. Speaking I mean, of fire I, back, I Chris, well, yeah, I just want to cut you off really quick. Chris, oh, you're fine. I think this is important for us to get this out of the way at this point in the video, because if we keep talking, I know we're going to go on a tangent for 15 minutes, but I just want to say like on behalf of all of us, the reverse sweep this year has been incredible. And if we could get to a thousand subs on this one episode, reverse sweep, we'll be back for next season in modern warfare Two. We obviously love making these podcasts for you guys. Um, and we want to continue doing these moving forward and we want to get more creative with them too. have some good storylines to talk about. And I think we've had some great ones this year as guys. And I think what we're talking about right now is, is super important. Like Sim, he's seen as if not the goat, one of the best players, but look, man, it doesn't matter if he's one of the best in the world. Like we still got to hold him accountable too, right? Like nobody, nobody's safe at the end of the day. Like, unless if you're literally winning every single tournament, right? So, um, guys, if we get a thousand subs in this episode, Modern Warfare 2, Reverse Sweep, will be back. Continue your point. Uh, I was just saying, man, like, like, like you got you, you got to be able to 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 take the heat if you're willing to dish it. That's all it is. So he's not immune to that factor. I know people people are biased and stuff like that, but listen, I respect Draws for being able to stand up for himself. That's something he's always done. Um, going back to all the way in the MW days where he was talking shit to exceed or whatever. He's like three would when it mattered. You, you know what I mean? Like he, he, he's got a good head on his shoulders. He's very confident, very good player, super underrated. I'm glad, uh, he was able to, to win his ring. I agree. Yeah. It, it was well-deserved for all of them, to be honest. And it, it just makes it more entertaining. I know you guys already kind of talked about everything, but dude, let there be some sort of rivalry in the scene. It makes it that much better. You know, 100%. now there's storylines for next year with uh, LAT and FaZe and, you know, whatever else. Speaking of FaZe, um, FaZe had a, a rough year. I mean, they had a successful year. They had a good year. Early placings. They had the second best possible year they could ha possibly have had. Like, think about it. Every event they got second. They couldn't have done better unless they got first at every tournament. Like, to me, they, they had a phenomenal year. I, I was looking at the prize money earned. They basically, and I don't think this has ever been done before, almost got like tied the LA Thieves in prize money earned on the year. And LA Thieves won the 
the major like or one yeah, like, yeah. every every year the team who wins con champs is like far and away more in prize earnings than any other team and they were basically neck and neck so it's like yeah i think they had a phenomenal year especially when you consider how much we know those guys didn't enjoy playing vanguard so but i want to i want to get your guys thoughts why the fuck did they choke so many damn series they got second three motherfucking times they could have win one one uh, like what do you think like it was was it, their, was it their map pool was it was it something <sighs> was it something about the team was it somebody struggling all season no i, I think I just, sorry chris no no i just think like optic in the beginning of the game was the best team in the game because i remember vividly us talking about all of this i think optic was just the best team at the time and then in the second event they just got vulture mwagard it's just that simple i mean Sparks of Demon. They, they got Volkswagen. Dude, they got Volkswagen by Chris. I mean, Sparks of Demon with that gun. And it's just unfortunate that that had to have happened. I mean, if that gun's not in the meta, phase probably wins Major 2, honestly. But that's what happened. And it is what it is. So, and then you look over to Major 3, right? I mean, I don't know. I mean, they didn't even get top 2 in that one. I just think that. It was just everything literally went wrong for those guys this year for them not to be able to win. And I thought they were going to be able to pull together at champs. And that's what I was predicting because for them to get that close that many times, and especially for a BZ to be getting as much flack as he's received this year for his inconsistent performances, he really started becoming probably the best player on the team, arguably, I'm, towards I'm the gonna, end of the game. I'm going to keep it a buck. I know a lot of people like to say, yeah, BZ at this point in the season, oh, RCD's this, RCD's that. My reason, not, not reason why they were choking or anything like that, but I think the main standout person on that team as to why they weren't as good as they were the last couple of years or the last couple of years was Simp. I think Simp was pretty, pretty underwhelming this entire I he year. Shit on this event. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he was did. pretty underwhelming this entire year. He had a couple, you know, maybe like good, good series here and there. But like was, when I'm when I'm looking at Sim, go back and look at Sim statistics from literally the last like two, three years of COD. Yeah, he literally, was an auto lock one point two. Auto lock like one point two. Grant, that's not like bro. You don't think that's somewhat that's sustainable throughout many years of COD? I just think like in terms of his individual performances, he fell off hard, and like it, it almost think... made them. He almost made them human. I think the, the you could blame Vanguard, all the pros obviously didn't like the game. I think when it comes down to it, though, to be honest, they just they relied solely on talent. And like you said, Chris, they had players on their team that were just lackluster in multiple, multiple finals, multiple events. Well, like, I, I don't think they played the game as optimally as they could have compared. Like, I don't think that they 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 actually understood or maybe not even understood, but they actually put in the, the time executed. and the work and executed. Yeah. Because, Bro, almost was... Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, because that's what happens, right? If Simp drops a point eight, it's going to be hard, especially when you're relying on your talent to, to win you games, win you series. And you look at all the winners this year, they just, it, they knew what they were doing at, at each different time period. And yeah. Atlanta phase, it just seemed like they were all talent, no, no sort of actual good foundation with how to play Vanguard, how to play each map, each mode, et cetera, et cetera. You, you know what's crazy? That almost begs the question, like how far their talent has actually carried them. It's not like it's a bad thing to be that good, but like oh, yeah. it's, it's I mean, typical. It's typical I, that they're all so individually good that they can just all like the like you don't really have to have the super hyper level of teamwork to be able to like 
win them series because you look at even other games like they're all just superstars in their own right as soon as they start to falter in the superstar category and and in my opinion vanguard is a game that almost like negates talent like you could still everyone be good be and good talented at vanguard, at vanguard but everyone, everyone can be good at good it everyone can be super good at it from an individual level but like yo people are human in this game while you go look at cold war there's so many like things that you can do to abuse movement your health pool I um, think the time like to the kill guns, the the time to kill, etc. Right? Yeah, no, I agree. They with were you, a Pat. finesse team, like that. They that's like Simp and Abizi are literally like their whole career. Like they were just finesse guys. Like yeah, I, I think they weren't able to do that in this game. Um, but Chris, I wanted to go back to what you originally said about Simp underperforming. I think there's been a ma a massive catalyst for every single one of them except Cell this entire year. When we go back to, I think I don't remember the specific majors. Uh, but there was two finals where Abizi got like super smoked in the finals. He had like a neg 40 series yeah. here at, at COD champs. He fried in the finals. Yeah, he, was he had doing the it best, all. He had he the best stats of any player in the lobby. And then simp obviously did not play well. Um, I think aside from cell, every single one, every single person on that team was just massively inconsistent this year. And I think, I mean, I'm not going to blame the game fully, but I think the game does play a massive part because of the play style that these guys are used to playing and the style of COD they're used to playing. I personally feel, at least from watching, you can't master Vanguard to the extent that you could other CODs, right? Like, you can't flawlessly play a map. There's been a, a couple examples. I think Gava 2 is one map where it might be the, the, the best example of all the map pools. But otherwise, like, there's a, there's a little bit of randomness to, to this game that I think hurts them a lot. And when there's not... When they don't get the chance to play maps like Bowcage in every series, I think they just, you know, that, that inconsistency can hurt them a lot. I have a question for you guys. Do you think that there's a possibility that Cell's playstyle was an issue with this Atlanta phase team? Like, do you think his playstyle could have been a factor in every other player or, yeah, every other player on that Atlanta phase team just having really wildly inconsistent events inconsistent series 100 percent, yes i think arsity's yes but everyone else no i don't you're, think you're, I, style is affecting simp and Abizi as much i think it was affecting arsity's though right they switched mid-year they switched roles mid-year yeah no that, that's why i brought it up because i mean i i agree with you pat sorry doug before you go um this is i i look at vanguard the the way that it was quote-unquote mastered it was very similar to like advanced warfare and i guess i mean Realistically, you could say a, a couple other CODs, but where it was simply just all pacing and trading and playing bully ball. Like you couldn't really like outsmart and, and like like really flip spawns and, and actually pressure other teams. It was just about you being with your teammate, getting in a gunfight, getting the trade no matter what. And trading, and it just yeah. felt it like, like a, It was like a tug of war the entire game. Ex exactly, and I feel like, like that's your, why all your initials LAT were was so good. You look yeah. at LAT when they when I was watching the last two events, every team they went up against, it literally just looked like LAT was playing bully ball and they didn't give a fuck what they were doing on the map. They just hit the front of the hill. It didn't matter. They were just timing their nades together and getting trades. Where every other team looked like they were playing so much more slower and trying to be more methodical, and they were just wasting time. Right? They were just wasting time. So I don't know. Maybe maybe Cell's play style could have had some effect, but. I mean, well, it begs the, it, it. It makes you think because in MW, their MW year is pretty similar. Granted, I think they won in MW. Um, they did. They had a very similar year where they were just basically second to Empire, 
Like granted, it was it was in multiple teams. They were just second to Empire the entire year. It felt like. Um, I think it's I think it's mainly their their play style as a team just does not work as well in like low time to kill games. Like you look at the games that they were good at. I agree like, with that. Yeah, uh, the, the, the tiny that. terrors and Colt in a Black Ops Four. That game, you just hit doorways together. You would hit lanes together and just gun people down and trade and 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 stuff like that. Cold there War. There wasn't bully bar, bully ball in Vanguard. You couldn't <laughs> there play was bully, no ball. bully ball. You actually had to go I feel like, like there kind of was though. I feel like LAT not in the not in the style that they play it though. Like the time to kill advantage to be able to finesse your life. Like you get seen, you get dropped. Like like that's you're how like European bully ball. Not NBA bully ball, like a little bit more finesse. That's the best example. No, yeah. like no, because like European players got more finesse. You aren't able NBA. to throw a shoulder and slide away in Vanguard. Like I, that's true. you just aren't. That's fair. You you get melted. It's just the the style of the game. And the way, the way when I you see have it, play Pat, styles the way they play, it's just not as possible. Think about a map like Tuscan. Like if you look at it overhead, it's a very three lane symmetrical map, and it seems like it's great. So imagine it's like a P one to a P two on Tuscan, and you're spawning P three. The other team is going to set up for you to be hitting through P5 door, which is like very logical. But if there's like five seconds on P1, a guy can hit around P1 and go side church. You could spawn up and you could chow top church and jump up through middle and break through middle. You could go through bottom church. I mean, you don't always necessarily have to go through P5. So I think that there is not only one way of playing the game. I do think it's a giant trade fest, like Chris and Ian said. And I do think Cell's play style definitely did hurt the team at times. I mean, it's not normal or good for one player to constantly drop a 1.3 if you don't win. That's not good. Like, I don't care what anybody says. I think Selium is literally, if not the best player in the league right now, one of the best players in the league. Top three. Yeah, he's easily. disgusting. But, but you can't have a 1.6 in a series yeah, and lose it. Like, and that you're, you're, all your, your team has 0.8s. Yeah, like that doesn't mean at the same time that like, just because he's dropping these 1.3s, he has some of the best awareness, best gunny, best movement. Dude, if he's literally not running first at times for the team, it's going to show, and he's never the first guy. He's always going to be the last guy. He's never going to bait for his teammates, which I'm not sitting here trying to say anything bad about Cell as a player at all, other than the fact that pacing can sometimes be a problem. And yeah, like when I see Arcides has like three kills on the map, and then Selium's at like 17, it's like, I feel like Alec is the one who's just running first in the bad situations half the time, and then Cell's just getting easy cleanup kills because that's just the way that this game is going to work. And that's why Give I and think, take. Yeah, like that's why I think Alec got so upset after they lost, telling people, you know, like, you, you guys saw the tweet, right? Like, I definitely agree with what he's saying because the stats really skew the way people think about things, and it's something that really bothers me because I don't think that this phase team has any issues. I think they're one of the best teams in the world, and Selium and Arsides are some of the best players, but, like, on a game like Vanguard, you see with Thieves, right, when they're winning, you don't just see one guy dropping a 1.2 and everyone else is just shitting the bed. It's usually like everyone's kind of even and equal. Like Well-rounded, yeah. Yeah, Envoy's taking his routes here and there. Kenny's his entry man getting his sub kills, right? Draza's always putting a constant pace on the map at all times. And then Sam is keeping up with them. Like, it's not always Sam, the last guy, the last one alive. It's always, Selium left in a 1v3, he gets two and he gets traded. It's like, yeah, he's going to have a 1.5 because of that. Like... He's really talented. He's always going to find that kill. So it just seems like to me, FaZe never was able to put it all together. And it's so disappointing because like we all think they're, they're, they're a dynasty and they're going to be here next year and they're not going to go yeah. anywhere. And they're disgusting. They're still going to be a top three team. So it, it's going to be interesting to see what they try to do with Celium and RCs going into the new COD. Maybe the play styles and maybe the game will be the exact same. And I mean, maybe just things will go their way. I mean, that's, that's really the way that I see it with FaZe. Yeah. I think you're spot on. I think it's crazy that with everything that we just said, though, too, is like 
this is their their, their worst of having a year second second third second yeah. like you know what i mean like it's, it's unbelievable unreal. what they're doing but i think that that maybe yeah their play style and just the way they approach the game that could have been one of the major reasons why they weren't able to get uh an event win at all this year terrible year guys we made 1.2 mil and not Ooh. two mil oh. god damn it oh i mean it could be it could be worse though right i mean it could be way worse just... they could they, they could be they like some had, other teams. Yeah, they could, could be optic. Played, they could have placed optic. Yeah, I didn't want to be the one to say it. Thank the Lord. Could be optic. Yo, make a super team and. Well, we we could talk the about them. What happened to that team? Because they came out I hot. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear the injury thing, bro. I don't. I think regardless of whether Illy had an injury or not, this team performs the exact same way. They were the same Period. team with Prolude than they were with Illy. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Well, I think I, I there was moments they looked better with Prolude. Well, I mean, I mean, hey, look, we said that too, and obviously, we don't know. We still nobody will know because the Opti Camp is very, you know, closed mouth on if Illy's like fully healthy or what, or if he has to get surgery and all season, whatever the case may be. But we all, I'm pretty sure we all said it, like when Prolude was was a sub that they're waiting for Illy to come back, but they're not. It's not going to change them much. Yeah. And of course, we got cooked. People were like, "What? Illy is such a game changer for this team." Blah blah blah. And he's not a bad player at all. But like, that was the easiest read. We saw from a mile away that like you're not just going to get Illy back, and all of a sudden your team is going to be dominant like they were in the beginning of the year. But I think we could say the same thing that we were kind of saying about Face, which is their play style. You know, it worked in the beginning because the game was so new. Teams finally understand how to play Vanguard at least bro, better. You don't move on the map, bro. He just sits in the back of the spawn all game. It's the same thing. So, so I think thing. I think like like maybe because we saw bro Shotzi. I thought Shotzi was best player bro. in the game after the first no, no, event, no, no. and he just went on a steady decline. Y'all aren't gonna say this, so I will. Shotzi's performance on land the last five months has been pathetic for a superstar caliber player. Period. I mean, yeah, you're I right. You. You're I right. agree with you on that. But, Especially but, when online, he was literally winning his team's series in the qualifiers, like dropping like consistent 1.15s as a sub, doing it all. And I'm not saying he's like an onliner versus land, but on land, in the, all the examples we have, he was super lackluster. He he dropped like a 0.8 at this champs. Like you can't be the star of the team dropping a 0.8 at the most important event. Pat, did you see uh, Shotzi on... It was a Berlin Search and Destroy. I don't remember. It might have been against Seattle, actually. It might have been in the last series. I, I could be wrong, but I know it was at Champs. He did the top third fire jump to side office in P1 in Search and Destroy. And mm -hmm. then I don't know who it was, but there was a guy like standing like right there waiting for him. It might have been Control. It might have been Search, but he did the jump in a 1v2. I'm pretty sure it was Search. Easy, I remember it. He got easy red, and it's just like... Th th those are the situations to me where it's like... The game, like Seth, for example, because we've, we've all known Seth for a very long time. Seth is a very, like, straight-up cookie cutter. This is the spot you're going to. I know where you're going to be, and I'm going to be ready for it, and I'm going to win the fight. And if I don't, you're going to be really weak. And he you plays go get fundamental COD, and Chatsy plays a little bit more flashy COD. Exactly. And I think sometimes when you play on land, that just doesn't translate. At there's just no, like, like I'll, I'll be, there's just no innovation out of the Optic camp. Like they just literally like besides Shotzi, even though he's playing, he's not playing good on an individual level. Like that guy will actually like COD nowadays is more reactionary than it is like strat, like strategic. Like you can get away in older games with like 
doing this every time for this rotation and playing your opponent. Yeah. Straight up, like just playing the game out supposed to going from point A to point B. This is how you break shit. This game is not like that. People prepare to be broken from point A. People prepare for this scenario in this scenario. Like they're not going to just let you go around the back. They're not going to let you go around, do, do what you want. Like, there's just no reactionary gameplay out of out of like some of these older vets or just like some of these teams like they you got to start innovating like you got to start reacting and making it's almost like an s and d right you have a game plan right when you see their game plan is being countered you you adjust so switch and you make a yeah, you, you, gotta, you make yeah. a mid-round call it's the same thing in hard point same thing in control except it happens it's got to happen way quicker because you're playing a respawn mode it's not round based you're just not getting you're not getting any innovation out of these players like it, it I was, this wasn't a bad thing or a shot at like Nato or anything, but like Scope is like a better Nato. Like Nato is always one of those players, goes to the same spot every time, super talented. He'll win those fights in that one spot, but like he's not going to do anything else. Like he's going to do his his thing. You could like hard counter that's him it. easily. You if, can if hard prepare, counter yeah. him. Exactly. So if you prepare for a team and you see the way they like to play something, there's very few teams that are going to be able to kind of just like adjust to that, that situation. Optic is not one of those teams. And also, I think uh, a big thing, right, that you notice, and you can even notice this just by the teams we're talking about, the teams that have been struggling this year, are the teams with a slower AR. Like, granted, FaZe um, was able to do better than Optic in terms of uh, their, their overall performances because Cell was going insanely positive while doing so. As soon as Brandon stopped putting up, like, 1.3s, 1.2s, it started to look even worse yeah. for, for the Optic camp than, well, than it was previously. FaZe just has better players as well. Yeah. Like, yeah, of course. But, but but my point is, look at Ultra. Ultra was a team that another team that struggled. They weren't as good as they were last year, and they have Insight, who's a bit of a you know slower player. And I think the event where we saw them playing way better at their Toronto Major, he was getting a lot more involved. I think that's something that the Thieves camp was able to do way better. They were able to get every single person involved in every single play because you look at even their main AR player in in Sam, and Sam wasn't uh, Octane, and he wasn't going just like wildly positive with like low engagement slow damage no they were all like involved in every single play they were just playing way together all those all the, the best team in the game at the time or the best team in the game now 100 thieves or la thieves they were able to create a system where every single player including their slower ar slower ar players were getting involved while every other team couldn't fucking do that Look at look, look at Brandon or dashy look at people like insight look at people like Celium, um crimsix like the list goes on and on. Lamar, um, accuracy. Like the team at the end of the game was the team that was able, the best team at the end of the game was a team that was able to get every single person involved and performing, you know, basically 500, just even. Maybe some person would go off every once in a while, but that's that they just figured out the formula for this game. It and it, it it doesn't it doesn't work when you have a guy like putting up low stats and low KD in this game, like or like you know what I mean low low engagement. No, yeah, system. I mean your main AR. It's it happened a couple times too. This event where we saw a bunch of um, and my bad, Dave Patty, but a bunch of Dave Patty stat lines from a lot of main ARs where it's just like saw from Zinni. In their series, every, every hey, AR I, went through it. It's not. It's not even like I said Dashy before, but it's not even just Brandon. Like you're right. It's every like every AR. It seems it's either like the AR is just not involved enough, or they're too fast, like Clayster, and they're dropping like point eights because they're going too fast. And maybe it's just a problem that a lot of players just couldn't figure out, and teams just couldn't figure out because yeah, it's I mean, hard. With but the I don't game, even like, know what you need to figure out. Sometimes it's just you just gotta either hit a goal button or just be in a better position to be impactful. Like it's bro, you can't. Done, it, I mean it. Technically, it is, 
and obviously hindsight is twenty twenty, and maybe in the actual games themselves, the players don't feel like, you know, maybe they're not getting into as many engagements as they need to be. But I don't care if if you win the series or you lose the series, you should not have a guy that has like 20, 30 less deaths than the next closest person on his team. It doesn't matter what role you run. And obviously on the opposite side of that too, you you shouldn't have 30, like 20, 30 more deaths than the next highest on your team. Unless like, there was like an anomaly where they're in the hill for like three minutes or something. Yeah, yeah. There's obviously some specifics. You're right, Pat. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, yeah. clearly that tells you is that your team is just not on, on the same page. The pacing mm -hmm. is horrible. And like, you're never going to be able to really go toe-to-toe -to -toe and, and win an event at the not end of the game. Not in a game like this. I mean, in, in, in basically any COD at the end of the game when all the teams master. No, not necessarily. I, you, in, in in games like Cold War, for example, where in my opinion, we've been away from this traditional. Think about it. We haven't had, we've had a traditional spawn system in World War II and Cold War. And that's it in terms of the Cold newer War boots on the like ground hybrid, games. bro. Yeah, and, and even I and not the spawn system. I wouldn't say the spawn as system. Good as was. Bro, it doesn't matter what okay, game. But, it doesn't but, matter what game it is. At the end of the game, when all the teams master that game as much as they can in that time frame, you can't. You just cannot afford to have that happen because it, See, just, uh, it, it doesn't matter what I'm game. A, you're playing. I'm gonna disagree with you in terms of the games. I think that's um, so and, wrong. And that's because well, you came up in the era of jetpacks. You didn't play Bo2. You didn't play. You played the jetpack. I, mean, I, played, the jetpack, I played World War II. I played Ghost. World War II, the people that went Grant, you were one of the best teams on that team. But bro, the t you had it. You had Lamar in that game, and Lamar was a slow player. Like granted, he probably had a lot but, more kills but, than Gators because it's, he it's, just, what, it's what Pat said. A lot of the time, it came down to because he was the hill soaker. I'm saying that you can't have an AR that isn't milking time, letting your players push out. Well, yeah, of course. Also, in World War II, I mean. you literally in World War II, you literally could be a hill soaker. Like you could pull out the armored class and Col just you could do it in Cold yeah. War II. You could do it in uh in, in you could do it yeah, in that literally guy was the guy running trophies. Like you guys know what thing. I'm saying. Like, you're you're making can't a, be a kill main AR. Right. Oh, yeah. You're like, using yeah. examples. That's what where, I'm saying. You're using examples where you could intentionally do that. You couldn't intentionally do that in Vanguard. And if you were, you were being useless. Like I think that's what yeah, he's that, trying yeah, to say. That, that's a better like, way to put it. There wasn't a there wasn't an intentional role that like Dave Patty was going into when he was just going seventy for seventy. But like, like in yo, Cold I'm holding War, spawns the whole time, like Black Ops yeah, 2 shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's or, that's or, or yeah, like that's throwing right. trophies in the hill off every spawn and trying to soak time or running the the perks to to soak time. Like Vanguard, it was a everyone had to do it all, right? Like that's yeah, just yeah, how it kind of felt all year. That's what I'm saying. And, in these types of games, you okay, can't do that. Okay, that, that I'll give you that. That's fair. But I just feel like most of the games since we've since i've really been playing have been like that obviously like black ops 2 and you know i'll even say world war 2 you could add that in there i just feel like at the end of the day there's still players that actually just kill their ass off instead of trying to win a chip and i just it, it makes, doesn't it make any sense sick. to me oh, it, it, I, I don't get it it makes me there's so a, sick dude. there's a huge difference between like being like really aggressive and getting into power spots and like slaying and then there's a big difference to like getting to spots and being useless or just like intentionally watching over your teammates and just like letting them die. There was like a, this yeah, is actually yeah. funny. Let your boys a, get pieced. Like there was a clip for, um, that I've watched of Selium that someone actually pointed out to me in, in a scenario where his play style was detrimental. And I'm going to tell you exactly what Wait, happened. What clip was it? I feel like I might've seen this clip. Someone on your team showed me it. And it was a clip I've, of Gavutu I've where all of yeah all of all of Phase was spawning back rock on the treehouse hill of Gavutu, and Selium came off spawn. 
Yes. The treehouse? Yeah, you're talking about P4, yeah. right? I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Sorry, I just forget the P, whatever, the, the order, whatever. But yeah, you see they're spawning on the back rock by the beach, right? And they have to just, they have to go, they're on the back side of the hill spawning on that rock. You know what I'm talking about? Selium spawned up, and he was one of like the first two people to spawn up, and he was just holding his L trigger, preaming the outside rock like alley that people could like wrap around to get to the back side of the treehouse hill. You know what I'm talking about? So let's say, you know what I'm talking about, Doug? I know exactly what you mean. He's holding. Yeah, it. he's so like he's just holding that he's jungle. Holding that. Yeah. yeah, he's holding it, and everyone on his team is just running up to the hill, dying. And, and, and let are just consistently dying. winning the trades. And in it goes the hill. back to what Chris was saying, where if you play a certain way, where LAT just made that back alley useless. They didn't even they, they didn't even peek it. They just yeah, so he was, kept he was jumping staring into the at hill ghosts. and winning yeah, and winning the gunfights. But like that's yeah. what I'm saying is like, bro, I would have died 18 times in that clip. Chris trying to try to get on the hill before he moves. Yeah. And it's just like shit like that may, may seem minuscule and not that important, but in the grand scheme of things, that's everything. And that's like, why players that, like a BZ have those neg 40 series because of situations like that. Like you see it in the hill getting 43. Dude, you see it a lot. Like there's no world where a player like a BZ who is literally, especially in this type of a game with the slide cancel engine. Simp as well. Simp as well too. Yeah, like Abizi specifically is the. If I had to pick one guy in the world to break a camera and win a one, I'm picking Tyler Abizi. Simple as that. And if this guy's going neg 40, that means that if I'm not knowing how this game works, I'm thinking that this guy literally is the world's worst COD player who doesn't know how to win a gunfight. But clearly, he's literally the best in the world at it. So he, if that's he, happening. Well, with the one that one, he, when he's doing that, yeah, he could be off his game, but like that just tells me he's getting double teamed. Like all it, the could time. Be, it could be yeah. a combination though, Chris. Usually, because I've had those Neg 40 series multiple times. I've even had it on main stages against the best teams in Challengers. And I can tell you from a player who's been in that situation, it it starts off with those little microsecond timings where they just don't go your way. And then it goes with players not moving on the map. And then you go on a little death streak. And then you're spawning into another death streak. And it's just a cycle. And then you're psychologically not on your game anymore, which we've all yeah. have players. We've, we've all been hot. We've all been cold. That's just the way that this game punishes you. So it's sure. super important. It's, like it's, we it's, about, it's, it's called the cycle, the cycle, man. But I think, I think we've all came to an agreement that it's not even exclusive to phase. It's not exclusive to optic. I think both teams, um, basically struggled for the same reasons. They just failed to get their pacing, right? They failed to get every single player involved. Um, some teams more than others. I think we're on ingredients that phase just has simply more talented players. Sorry, optic fans, phase players individually are just better. Um, and they were able to get away with playing oh, the worst play style and still placing that high, which is kind of nuts. But yeah, before we move on, I just I have to bring this up because uh, I was just curious. So I was scrolling through all like breaking points, like you know, like the series KDs and stuff like that for all the matches. And just listen to this. And I'm not hating. I'm not hating on Cell. I think Cell was the MVP. I think he's unbelievable player. Does he have his faults? Without a doubt, every player has their faults and their strengths, whatever. But bro, in the winners' finals when LAT played them the first time, oh yeah, I know. LAT's <laughs> deaths. So no, well, first off, no one had a bubble, but 1.0 on LAT besides Kenny Yet at 1.31, absolutely dominated. But LAT's deaths were 61, 62, 66, 65. Okay. Atlanta phases were 66, 72, 48, 76. I don't know how that is possible. I just don't. That's oh, the series still had wait. the 1.6, right? For the oh, yeah, dude, 1.63. Yeah. Dude, that's I some just... stat padding. If I have it. I'm going to call it sell, sell with stat padding hard here. I'm looking at this right now. If you guys pull this up, this guy, Selim, has the most damage, positive 30, 1.63, and they got 
freaking smoked, bro. Like, I'm not gonna say whole... he's intentionally stat padding. I just don't know. He's just overly playing his life. That's all it was. Yeah, it's like, like, if you dude, look at damage and kills, he was right on par. Like, it, it, damage and kills, he looked like it, it made sense, but death wise, he was just not dying. He was, it looks like you're right. I'm gonna like tell typo. you right. I'm gonna tell you right now. We go back to Cole where he plays like that. He, he's making the right play, but this game, it's not gonna work. I mean, like, it, it's the same fucking shit. Every team had. Every team that was wildly inconsistent or had players with like those crazy disparities in KD, I'm not saying it's always the per the AR's fault that was doing that stuff because there are unique cases like Lamar that does Lamar will intentionally get in the hill and just sit there and soak, and that could be a detriment at times. But some of these some of these AR players were like actually just wasting time doing nothing, like in a, in a lot of such situations, um, and you can tell in the in the KD disparity, man. Like it it, it tells a story. And and the best team that year or this year was able to get every single person on the same page. But yeah, no, FaZe definitely struggled with that, of course. Same same with Optics, same with the other teams. Um But I mean that that pretty much closes out the actually, well, let's we we can we can just like uh give our thoughts on a couple more things before we actually move on to the final segment. Um thoughts on uh thoughts on Seattle while we're talking about Lamar for a second, Pat. Yeah, I know you weren't high on them in the season. Um they ended up getting what third? I think they yep. they had an impressive they had a good season impressive season for for having two rookies. I think they I don't got think lucky. It was that impressive. I, I'm gonna say that. Like when you look at their, what cool, Pat? Look at their it season. Was, what? Look at, look at, look, I'll read you their season. This all is right, all the tournaments. This, zero dollars right, earned. Zero dollars earned. Twenty thousand earned. Zero dollars earned. Two hundred thousand. They won the major. Next event. Zero dollars earned. They got last, and then they got third at champs. I think. Wait, what were I their mean, placings though? Like, so I know they nine got nine through, through 12, nine through 12, fifth, six, top 16, first at their major, top 12, and then third. They were just up, down, up, down. I, I think like they were the epitome of like the inconsistency of Vanguard. Like, to go from first at an event to dead last the next event, back to third, and right before they won their event, they got dead last at the pre the, the event prior. Like, they were literally worst best worst top three like that to me is ridiculous i, I mean honestly, I, I would put them i would put them behind like lat phase optic like they probably had the fourth best year well yeah i mean they won an event but well, well that's uh, what i'm saying like that's not a bad year the fourth I, I, best I, year. it was bad but i didn't say i just don't think it was that impressive i think oh, honestly, okay, that's fair. If, that's fair. if pred didn't turn into the final boss of the game the last four months i wouldn't be impressed with this shit. team at all I, yeah, I think this team would have been dog shit. Like you got to give, you got to give credit to him and the coaching uh, that's, staff that's, and all. That's this, what I was gonna know? say. That's where the credit's going. It's literally goes to Pred. Like he legit <laughs> became the final boss of this team. Like he was a problem in every game mode. Almost he was every, unbelievable. I, I can't even think of a bad series he had. No bullshit. Like <laughs> I, I can't the think of one. Winning plays, uh, the winning. Like I think about that Tuscan hardpoint against he, Phase. Like the winning plays that guys make. He was literally having me on the edge of my seat. Bro, do you know how everyone time. talked about Shotzi, most efficient player, just like Pred, unpredictable, which he was to, at the beginning of the year. He was, he was. To me though, to me, Pred is what people thought Shotzi was. No bullshit. Like towards the later uh, half, sure. Yeah, the yeah. last four yeah. or five months, like. Pred is what everyone gassed Shotzi to be, and Shotzi wasn't that at all. Um, you know but anyways, yeah, outside of Pred, I just wasn't that impressed. I thought all of them were massively inconsistent start to finish this whole year. Mac up and down, Lamar up and down, Sid uh, very up and down uh, with, with obviously a higher ceiling, but Pred was just a problem. You're in a, I, th you're th I think you're Pred, 
I think Pred was literally like a couple like like one more event worth of like crazy performances to giving Cell a run for his money in terms of I agree and be uh, in terms I of thought, the season. You know what's funny? That, you know he should have been that? third on that list. Oh, he like, should have. Oh yeah, put, yeah, it should have been Ken. Ken. Yeah, yeah, Ken yeah, knew it. I think it should have been Pred. But you know what's funny is there for LOLs. He plays so basic. Like all, all the pros would tell me, like he never, like rarely slide cancels. He doesn't have like, like crazy sauce to his game, right? Like a Shotzi or or like an Abizi or whatever. But he just gets the job done. You know, what I feel like, like to me, like who? I, it just looked like to me he had insane awareness and timing. Yeah. Like oh, 100%. His, his awareness and timing. But he wasn't flat. In, like he wasn't flashy in his movement in his mechanics. Right at all. But like, bro, like the timings he would hit were like near flawless. I don't know how you master that in a game like Vanguard. But like every time he rounded a corner, it felt like he was ADS. He had a exactly down to a when a teammate was yeah, yeah he had exactly when was hitting him. Almost like scump in a way, if you think about it. A little like bit faster though. Yeah. Yeah, like a faster like, version. Yeah, that guy was a demon. He actually almost had, like, maybe not in terms of success. I guess if they would have won champs, um, you can maybe kind of, like, argue it because uh, Simp also won, what, two events, one of them including champs, when he made his uh, debut on United and BO4. But he almost had a Simp-like simp -like year in terms of his, like, uh, like his, his debut, right? He wins an event and wins champs, and he's, like, literally the best sub in the game, literally, for the remainder of the year. You know, you know what he reminds it was me close. of the most? miracles in that bo2 debut like the first four events that mir had in bo2 that's kind of what pred reminded me of like for for four months in black ops 2 for anyone that's unaware mir was like legit an unkillable smg player like he applied insane pressure always in your face and a hard ass kill like that is literally what mir was for four months in bo2 and play yeah. style wise that's the most thing i can i can think of Made a lot of winning plays too back in the day, just like Pred is today too. Yeah. When you really think about it. Yeah. Big, big props to Pred um, and the Seattle camp for being able to, I think overall, like I said, still have a pretty impressive re year just based on, you know, all the rookie talent. And I think they were like one of like the last teams to form as well, which is pretty crazy. But um, yeah, congrats to them. Uh, besides that, I think that's going to basically cover our, uh, our, our champs coverage um i think we're gonna follow it up with one final segment where we just kind of like do a little review of the season where we talk about you know some highlights and some lowlights the best things to come from the season and the worst things to come from the season of the call of duty light? vanguard that's low what lights, they like, listen like, that uh, you never heard of that before no. it's like it's, well it's the opposite of a highlight but so yeah, like I it would be that, like but i never like your low light. light like your low light would be like when you teammated me Five five at couch. Like, I, that would be, like, I instantly got a instantly got a blood. But that's what it or like no, okay, like I won't even use you. Like when I ran into this death versus cap, even though we reverse swept that series in ghost, that would be like a low life. Mm -hmm. Somebody made a montage, like enables low lights. You'd have a lot more than me, but I don't think so. <laughs> Man, All right, I'll so be honest, like let's start, you, start with the worst. I want to start with the worst, and I want to start with something recent because it's champs. I want to start with champs specifically, Ooh. and it hurts me so hard to say this because people I know I'm gonna get a lot of hate for saying this. A BZ in that final map, bro. Look, that guy was final. He was literally keeping his team in the game. And I think a big reason for that is because of what happened in that first round when they got the first blood. They would have won that round. Map. He fell off the map, and I thought it was like one of those glitches. But like there was usually it's like you spawn looking at the outskirt of the map, and you fall off and you die. He did it like halfway through the round. Then they showed it. He just simply 
burgered. Like he just yeah, made he a burger just play. Fucked up. You're telling he me a BZ fall off the map is the worst thing to come out of the season for you? I think he was. I, I think he was taking lowlights uh, to yeah, uh, seriously like an it. actual highlight. No, I'm thinking well, about if I'm a BZ and I'm phase, I'm looking at it like there was two things. It was the envoy one v one on simp, right? But if they win that map to me, and I think FaZe probably felt this way, and Thieves were probably feeling somewhat like this too, that map was obviously the map that Thieves won champs on. But if a beast doesn't fall off the map and they win, because you could say like, oh, like Envoy could have clutched the 1v1 on Simp or Simp could have clutched it on him with the timing. But like, no, like, dude, you fell off the map. Like, you I also don't do think that. the two rounds where the crowd ruined it. Like, I agree with diffuse. you there too. That's, yeah, I agree with that too. So it's, it's so tough because. Everyone in that venue and everyone watching at home definitely knew that if FaZe won that map, everybody, including myself, my adrenaline was pumping. I was on the edge of my seat watching. I'm like, dude, if they win this map, they might do the unthinkable. They might do something we would never see ever. Like, I don't want to say ever because we saw Rocker and Ultra, the 4-0 the come back in the best of nine, but they were going to do this at champs. And obviously, I still had to win two more maps, but they were actually starting to click and everything was flowing. And once he fell off that map, I know in his head he said, demon time like let's go like he started going crazy so if i'm phased like that's the last thing that i saw from the season that's the last thing i saw as a spectator the only thing that stands out of my head is him falling off of the map and when you want to win it all and you're thinking about the biggest moment that to me would only be the thing that i'd be thinking about when i'd look back on the year if i was phase or even as a player on any of these teams just see 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 that's cool doug but i think you so took a, lo a low light and highlight a little too literal as like a highlight or like a shit play we that's are mainly thinking, like literally one spot like one nah, thing. we like, were mainly talking about like the the best things about the season the worst things and while we're on the subject about the crowd i think this one's a little bit of in between this is a little gray area one for you guys i think the crowds this year we're fucking amazing. A lot of people showed up for their teams and supported their teams. I think when we went to different home series that weren't solely optic, you know, the Dallas uh, optic one, you saw a good mix of fans from both sides of, of the spectrum. You saw the Minnesota rocker fans at their major. You saw the, the, the ultra fans going nuts for their major team, right? You saw the New York subliner one was a standout one for me with the crowd. Um, I think the crowds this season were, were a W in terms of how they support their fans, the cheering and all that stuff. I think the events were amazing. Um, but also you got to go with the lows of it. They, they, people were giving away ninja diffuses all fucking year. It happened, bro. There was two back to back in the grand finals. Like, bro, listen, I can't say this fucking enough. You guys got to start treating S and D like it's fucking golf. If in during the round, or at least be smart about it, have some fucking awareness. If people are in a clutch one V one or a diffusing scenario, just shut the fuck up. You know what's Please. weird? There were actually there was, a, there was a situation at champs where the crowd actually didn't give away the ninja diffuse. I, yeah, I forget what series one, it, was it was. The one time, but it was the one time where the observer went off the diffuser and was on his teammate. Yeah, so yeah, that's fair. I, I, that's bro, fair. I literally think they lacked so much awareness they didn't even know he was diffusing. They no just bullshit. didn't. Even know. Well, that would. But but in one v ones, that's impossible because no matter who you spectate, you know the bomb yeah, is getting the, diffused. Yeah, yeah but Wait, so it's, Chris, just was that, it's just no awareness. Is that your thing, highlight right? and your low light? Ball, that's like one the, that, that's that's one of them i just want to like talk you know everyone throw some out there like we don't have to we don't have to just uh, give I wanna, real quick i want to follow on yours chris i i, I this isn't a, a minor low but i don't think that there should ever be a home uh town advantage at champs like for example uh obviously the gorillas didn't was. qualify bro it was the la they were literally talking about it. the hometown yeah, but, team but, the la well, crowd, they were blah, they blah. were 
But you know what it is, Pat. It's always in LA. Like people are going to go to COD Champs. Bro, but we have. But there's so many. You could use a city that didn't qualify, right? You could use Vegas, which is a great place to host a championship event. Vegas like, would've just, been lit. You're right. I just think it's. I don't think it mattered, right? I don't think it changed anything. I just think that that amount of parity should be, you know, reserved for the home stands. Like you shouldn't go to Champs. Like they should have been thinking about that. Beforehand. Yeah, you shouldn't go to champs and be like, oh, it's LA. There's an LA team. Like they, you know what I mean? Like I just I just think that's kind of that's kind of silly to me. Okay. Yeah, I was that's thinking fair. we we I was thinking like, yo, if a team doesn't qualify, like let's say Florida didn't qualify, you take the fucking uh world champs to Miami that year. I don't know. They, they can't interesting way to make it out so It'd be so late. It just has oh, to well, be that's a neutral true. city. It just has to be that's a neutral true. city. That's all it comes down to. That's also um, true. I don't know. My my low light, I think. I think I'll probably just package two together. One is just the support for the challenger scene. Um, Cause I thought going into this year, it was supposed to be a lot better. I mean, that's like what one of the steps on the CDL logo is supposed to be the support, the challenger scene. And it's, can we talk like, can we talk about the, the venue the, for the, the yeah, like chance? bro, what I, I actually was there like in person watching and I'll be honest that for the challengers world championship, COD champs, whatever it is, like that was, on the that line was or worse. That was worse than majority of our pro lounges when we would compete back in the day. Like they didn't have a TV. It literally looked like Dexter pulled up and it was just that like that white wrap underneath and just three tables. And dude, it was no AC, no AC. I actually saw Classic after they had reset the first series in the finals, and he looked like he was about to pass out. And I was like, Nick, like what's good? You just reset. You should be hyped. He goes, bro. I can't fucking breathe. It's like a hundred degrees in here. He was just trying to like walk away from the area. Um, but dude, it was just pathetic to, to be honest with you, Pat. Like it, it was bad, but I feel like the whole year, the, just the way that they went about the challenger scene, what just wasn't the good. The qualification process, right? Like, and you teams, need a good ecosystem. You need to be able to get these NA people were to at be chance. interested. Three, three, right? It was and three, one them, but one of them and had one to made cheese. a last-minute roster change to just max out pro points at the end of the wasn't season. That, wasn't that Which classic is crazy. Team? They the team won. won. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was definitely like an upset. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. if, that's, if that's not Vanguard in a nutshell, like... Uh, I don't know what is, bro. They just but threw like, together a team of pro points. Wait, you're, you're, you guys are missing something too. Like, I could say this now because we actually were like one of the best teams in challengers at the end of the year. Our top 40 at Minnesota was so food gaze. We were playing on 20% packet loss. But like, oh, I couldn't yeah, say Clay, that when I got top 48 because people are going to already, I'm already memed, but it's like. Clay, Clay mentioned dude. that they couldn't uh, tune any of the settings on their computers or their monitors at. And, yeah, they, and they had, a, they weren't playing monitors. on good shit. They weren't playing on good stuff. They were playing on yeah. 144 hertz. Bro, they were playing on worse PCs. We would take a week before the events and scrim on 144 hertz and just get fried. Knowing that Bro, we're playing on that online. You know I'm, what not I mean? kidding. Like, I'm not kidding you guys. Us four, like. No cap involved could have went to this event and gave the challenger players a better space to play. Like if you gave and, us the equipment, we for sure could have set yeah, up something yeah. better, bro. Like you give me the funds to do it, I could I could have done what they did by myself in like two hours. It just that's wasn't good. But so like problem, like where are the funds at? That's what I'm saying. They just they need to figure out how to really make the the COD ecosystem better because you need to be able to have players come up in the scene and obviously there are some players that have but dude i've seen so many challenger people this year say like oh i'm retiring like i gotta go get a real job like i have to move on because you just can't you can't even get by 
nowadays. Mm-hmm. I like, quit. I literally had to. Yeah, I'm too grown to like, continue chasing a dream of competing. It's like, what's like, the point for you? You know, like you're you have a better shot of making money and being happy doing something else. So that was my one low light. And then the other one was just the the actual format schedule of the season. I hated the breaks, um, the two month long breaks that there was. Uh, I just feel like they didn't schedule that. They didn't think properly about that. Hopefully Vacation next year's better. For the players, bro. I cannot yeah. believe that was said. That and, yeah. and the and the league started so late. When did it start this year? February, right? It, First like, week of Feb. It, it's like you got to really capitalize on the hype of when the game is new. You know, you have to find that balance of not not just jumping right into it before you really figure out if there's any bugs with the game or like what you need to tweak to make it the most competitive, but you can't let it go that long. Bro, so that was my other low light. Pat or Ian, before or Doug, before you go, I also want to mention one last thing. So our one of our producers, uh, Dan, put he was like talking about um the breaks and, and the viewership. And that reminded me the viewership for the majors was really good for the majors and the and champs. I think the the, the viewership what was the highest view count. I just think champs? champs was, and maybe the optic major. I don't yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For champs, what was the high? I, I think it was pretty good for the majors. Plus the 200K, right, Chris, for champs? It was like yeah, 160 think, or so, 180. Yeah, I think to culminate the year, it was great. But the one thing I will say is the viewership, obviously, for these majors and tournaments compared to league matches was yeah. fucking a bit. Bro, get rid of this fucking format, bro. I'm done watching league matches. No one fucking cares. I don't care how much, how many points you put into them. I don't care if you put some. What was that thing? The money matches. What was it? What were they called? Bounties. The bounty Bounties, matches. Yeah. I don't care what bounty you put up there. That shit does not make it more interesting. We need to figure out a way to have some sort of like have majors, but have the group stages at the fucking major, like somehow couple them together like we used to in the old days. You'll get a lot more viewership. I just, I just think you need to turn like those matches into like legit tournaments like weekend three-day tournaments like what, like what we talked about like kind of like how like we had the 2ks and the 5ks yeah they just need to be actual tournaments. you definitely could you could without yeah, a doubt they they'd have to only, figure the only out problem, the, the only problem is the probably how the franchise and and this is why i hate franchising in general um is the fact that like teams have to have guaranteed on stream time right like but yeah. if you're the Parish Legion and you're getting dead last in all of these tournaments, you're not going to be on broadcast at all. Then you can't broadcast every match in a in a in a you know double limb tournament without it being, you know, an eight hour I mean, day, three days a weekend. I mean, you could if you well, you don't have to make a double limb. You could even make them like single limb online tournaments or something. I don't know. Do just. I don't know what they got to do with the format. I don't even know if there is something they can do with the format. I'm just saying league match format, garbage. I'm not the only one thinks it. The viewership is drastic between majors and league matches. It's not even fucking close. No one cares about the league matches. As a person that does content um, every single week that there is fucking league matches, um, shout the flank, it's fucking boring. Like we run out of things to talk about. It's fucking boring. We It gets to a point in the season where... A certain team plays, and we just skip over it because there's think, no point in talking to the point, about them. I think it's getting to the point, like, and you you brought up the the example of the flank, like, it's just analyzing the matches isn't worth it, like, because it is that boring. Like, we're just getting teams playing each other for virtual points. Like, the matches don't mean anything special at all. There's not extra money on the line. Even the bounty matches, like, oh, a ten thousand dollar prize purse if you win a match, like that that's just such a, a small thing that players don't even care about. So I just think the format as a whole 
just needs a complete reworking. Uh, Why can't they just do, look, I think it's really simple. Why can't they just, if they're going to have 12 teams in the league, four groups of three, they all play each other. They go into an eight-team bracket, and then you get your points based off of those tournaments that you have on a weekend, and then that will reseed you for another tournament that has the same format on land. Wouldn't that make it a lot more entertaining and a lot it's, more? It's, it's what I just said. It's the stream time thing. Like you aren't yep. able to broadcast every team in a in a in a bracket, and 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 some teams would get more stream time than others. Right now, it's all equal in those qualifiers. Like every team is getting a match on stream for. You know, X amount of time. It's all equal. But this, you can't this do is that what's in best for the game and for the league. It's not about what's best for the single organization. I, I agree I with you, but that's that, the problem. But... The the CDL changed what's best for the league, what's best for the game, what's best for the competition, and it's about what's best for the twenty five million dollar buy in franchise. Owners. But it's it's really not though because they're just losing millions every year with this format. So it's like you got to try something different. But, but it Go wouldn't matter. It's, it's the same thing this. with like the the Paris thing. It's like if if you know that team would be. Why would they be in the league at all? That listen, it's the problem is the CDL sucks. Like that's the problem. Like with how the format is set up for this franchise model, it has to be done this way, and it sucks for literally everybody involved. A fan, a player, doesn't matter. Like it just sucks. Even it's the Orioles, I mean, they're losing too. Even though they get in their stream yeah, time, I mean, it, it's, just, it's just boring. Time. It's just, that's as simple as it. it's just boring. Period. Mm. And, and it hard, it's hard to keep people engaged. Like that's what I was going to say is that like the biggest thing just nowadays with everyone's attention span, like once you lose it, it's so hard to get it back and get people re-interested in, in, in the game itself. Hopefully they fix it though. Like moving forward. Yeah. But I think the problem is it's year what three now, not a single change has been made. I, I don't think year four or five is going to be any different. Like we saw what happened year one when like, everyone was in outrage about how that was set up and they made the change to at least have the home stands be different. But it's like, that's the biggest change we've gotten. Yeah. And that was because literally org owners, fans, every like your grandma it was, was about to be a riot. It was about to be a riot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think it's you guys. Uh, do you guys have any, any other highlights or lowlights that you guys might have any highlights, Pat, any good things that you have to say? Oh, wait, about I got a highlight before this year. Pat goes. Lat going back to back, and they right, got get the out of here. Get out, get out of here, bro. Get out of here. Get out of here. Hey, wait, wait. wait. As biased, we talk man. We talk about that. If they would have lost that finals, Ken would have been the only player. He would have been by himself with three second place finishes at COD Champs, which would have been that absolute be heartbreaker. You know, that's an absolute heartbreaker. So I think that is a well deserved. Fuck it. You can say I'm biased. But I think it's the best highlight of the year, especially with all the shit he was getting in the beginning of the year. I'm with you on that. No, you know what? I'll, I'll back you up on that. And I'm not really good friends with Ken like that. Thank I'll you. back you up. That, he did that shit was deserved. That shit was deserved. That boy's been running an AR for four years. Uh -huh. <laughs> been on his stuff. That wait, wait, wait. You know what he said to me? You know what he said? First thing he said to me uh, after they won, right? I was, I was about to be like, yo, Ken, I'm proud of you, bro. Congrats. He goes... I can't believe you had me running the AR in Black Ops 4. I damn near lost it. <laughs> lost it. Didn't they boot Pharaoh off the team because uh, they needed they had Ken yeah, they Kenny to run the AR? Yeah. I was sitting there. I was just debate. I was like, I ain't do nothing. You the one that couldn't run this gun. But anyways, well deserved for him. What about you, Pat? You got any highlights? Uh, you have any nice things to say about Vanguard? Not really. Uh, I think no more questions for Pat. I mean, I mean, this didn't this didn't affect me, but I think um, the fact that there was a different winner each event 
was probably interesting for the fans. I mean, I, I didn't really care for it. I, I like to see when, you know, there's a skill gap that a team can dominate if they're the best and have the best talent. But I think for the fans, at least, like having something interesting in that element of like a new winner each each month or whatever it was, um, was something they probably enjoyed. Uh, yeah. So that was probably yeah, no, a plus a for engagement. It probably was interesting for them. Definitely. I mean, I think it was it was it was a good thing for the franchises too, man. Gave some of these teams hope. They might stand a chance next year. Right? Because you you gotta think some of these uh, underperforming franchises were getting tired of placing last. So it's good to see some of them come out of the woodwork and uh and, and get some W's. But yeah. Um, I think that's gonna basically wrap up our show, right? We're pretty much done. Well, I guess the, hmm. the last thing that we could talk about is MW two and, and what needs to happen. Um my personal thoughts on it is that Obviously, it seems that we're going to be going back to Twitch with all the Prime ads on everything on the YouTube stream, which is incredible. Uh, obviously, the YouTube contract is over. COD League has collected their bag from YouTube, and now they're going to move <laughs> to Twitch streams, right? So it's going to be great for the viewership. It's going to be great for all the players as well. Their streams are going to start bumping off a little bit more. Maybe they'll start becoming a little bit more of a personality, which is something that I've been a really big advocate of over the years in Call of Duty. I think we need more of it, which is why I like Draza with the shit talk. I like sipping him going back and forth. I like the rivalries that are being built. It, it feels like the old days are coming back. I think, I think if the game has a really big casual audience and we, from the get-go, have tournaments and these pro players can play in these tournaments because I don't know why they, they don't allow them to play in a lot of them uh, unless they're like with their team in a sanctioned CDL event or whatever. We need these guys to be superstars. We need these guys to have bigger brands and following. So if we could capitalize on the casual viewers that come into MW2 early in the year, while doing it on Twitch TV, I think that we could set ourselves up for a great year with Modern Warfare 2. I think there's no guarantee on that. I could always see, you know, Activision announcing, oh, another YouTube deal signed in the books. So I, I wouldn't say it could. It, 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 it could be yet. like it could be like one of those people do in sports all the time, Pat. Where like the contract's over, obviously, and then the people are like, and oh, they got it. And then just resign to the gaming. Supermax. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, they get even more money because they advertising yeah. Prime Gaming. Yeah. Like, look what we could do. Um, yeah. I just hope the game's got good maps, bro. I really do. I think the last the last two games, specifically with MW2, the maps have just been horrible. Horrible to watch. Horrible to, to play on. Um, and hopefully they have color, which supposedly they do. Supposedly the game itself is going to be way more vibrant. But I just want good maps. I don't care about anything else because anything else you could like kind of fix the map's got to be good yeah i i, I mean i'm gonna stay <laughs> i'm gonna stay neutral and just think we're just gonna get a, a game very similar to how modern warfare 2019 was um and that has me less than optimistic just from a competitive standpoint see i wasn't a big fan of mw 2019 but i did i compared to vanguard i didn't mind it and the one thing that MW2019 at least had going for is the casuals liked it. So, I mean, at the very least... Um, I think the casuals liked play- it because it was so new, though. Like, it was something different. I don't know. Like, even during Cold War, like, that, that people played that game. Yeah, it was the even most during, popular like, COD. But I'm, that's what I'm saying. It was just, like, because it was different. Like, think about what it came off of BO4. It was the end of, like, Specialist, and it was modern. I think everyone likes modern games. Like, no matter who you are. Like, I think the we've kind of learned that this like older era is just outplayed. Like, and I think yeah, World War II era blows. Go. Yeah. Like that shit is sleeper, man. But um, 
I think I'm 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 optimistic that at least it's going to drive traction back to Call of Duty because I think this game kind of killed it. Um, this this isn't even from a competitive standpoint. I know they're going to have Warzone two. Um, they're going to, they might, apparently there's a rumor. They might be doing some like escape from Tarkov, like ripoff game mode, which I guess could be fine. Uh, fun to fuck around on, uh, well, for the people that are still what playing. You say? Like when we're talking about driving engagement back to COD, like to me, I don't think the cross pollin pollination is there as much as we think. Like if, if this new, you know, supposed Tarkov mode is really popular or Warzone two is massively popular. I personally don't think that's a good thing for COD esports, right? Like I think the 66 arena like game, like the multiplayer version should be the COD, main should be the main. Right. Right. Thing. If it's not the main, then it's like the side thing, which means it's going to get the less attention from, mm -hmm. from devs and, and everything else. And I think that could be a, could be a negative because I don't know if we'll ever go back to the days of it being the main thing just because one, I, I think arena shooters in general are just like not super popular anymore um, with like, the casual gaming community i think people like appreciate the, the the battle rails i mean look at apex look at fortnite right they started this whole trend um they they appreciate the battle rails and these like simulator things like tarkov um they're also pretty big i think the multiplayer stuff is just slowing down a lot like from most games i don't know if it's just uh it's just it's just the way the times go it does suck but i mean i'll take i'll take people playing call of duty um in any capacity over not and if uh i don't know if we're ever going to get something like that where it's just competitively focused um i don't think they'll ever take that risk but i don't know it's i think i i, I i'm just glad we're done with vanguard because dude it can't get any worse <laughs> like, there's no way it gets any worse bro like i, I just really think of that I, take doesn't age like milk chris bro, i really ian, do ian, ian i just think of that window on tuscan in the middle of the map jumping up the top fire that window and I'm just you like, even, yo, that, they didn't even, they didn't even quality test, they didn't even quality test it. That one window is the epitome of all this game. They just threw something there, didn't quality test it. They were just like, they're like, yo, this shit looks good, right? It's, it, yeah, it's like, it's like that meme of like the guy, like the kid on the like, like the computer where he's just like, yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Like that was yeah. the that was the entire fucking game dev philosophy, bro. It was like, like yo, there know. should be a window here, right? All right fuck it, 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 it can't it. get any worse, man. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's going to do it all for, uh, all for us. I think, uh, right. Where we're done here. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, not a, done uh, here, I'm not it's over, Chris. Important. The it's most over. important part is, is this make sure we get a thousand subscribers from this episode so we can come back next year and do it all over again on a game that y'all will enjoy watching. So 1, that's 000? the biggest takeaway. 1,000 subs. That's all we need. Ian, you couldn't do that for the super suit. I obviously could do that for taking my They just my didn't want to off. see my package. That's why. Okay. I don't, I don't think that's what they what they wanted. But look, bring us back. We can dive into all the roster mania stuff that, that occurs. And and yeah, we'll get into the season when it when it kicks off. So thank you guys all for the great year. We had an awesome year. I think for, I speak for all of us when we had a great time doing it. And for the last episode of the 2022 CDL season... The boys are signing off.